Welcome to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard. Thank you so much for joining us for another segment. We're going to be speaking with Dr. Nora Colburn. She's joining us here from the Ohio State University Wexner Medical Center to talk about the lack of any evidence that supports the notion that COVID-19 vaccines cause infertility or any problems during pregnancy and that it may offer pregnant women who receive the vaccine some protection that's passed along to their newborn. Welcome to Health Professional Radio, Dr. Colburn. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Talk briefly about your role at the Ohio State University Wexner Medical Center and give us a bit of your professional background. Oh, I'd be happy to. So I'm an infectious disease specialist here at the Ohio State University Wexner Medical Center, and I'm also the medical director of clinical epidemiology at the Ross Hart Hospital on campus here. So since the beginning of the pandemic, I have had many roles and caring for patients with COVID. So I've been directly providing them infectious disease specialty care. And my role in the hospital uh, for the COVID pandemic has been really a major part of our response of guiding our healthcare workers and patients and what they can do to help protect themselves against this deadly virus. Um, I was so pleased when vaccines were started to get rolled out in December of 2020 um, and have really been using a lot of my time and effort to encourage everybody to get vaccinated to help protect their health and the health of those around them. When it comes to some of the information that we've been hearing about the vaccines, a lot of it uh, good information, a lot of it extremely bad information. What would you consider misinformation, uh, deliberate misinformation or things that people are just simply mistaken about until they get better information? Yeah, I think it's really... The Internet is a wonderful resource, but it can be really difficult to sort out what is credible information that's backed by science and what are rumors that are getting spread around um, on social media or other different websites. Um, And so I really encourage patients to, number one, have a conversation with a trusted healthcare uh, personnel or their physician. you can lean on a trusted doctor to be able to read the studies, interpret that the studies, and then give you advice on what to do. And when you're reading websites, it's really important to understand who is creating this content. What are their sources? Are they citing peer-reviewed articles that are in well-respected medical journals? Or is it are they just citing information that doesn't have a source? And so that can really help you figure out what is credible, what is not. Because unfortunately... There's a lot of people on the Internet that have really nefarious and just really bad uh, uh, intentions. And, you know, I'm not sure why they spread this misinformation, but but they are. And it can be really confusing. And unfortunately, the people that are getting harmed by this are people who are at risk for COVID and especially pregnant women. So pregnant women have an increased risk of severe disease. They have an increased risk of winding up in the hospital in the ICU, on the ventilator, and even a 70% increase in death, according to a recent CDC study. It also increases poor outcomes in their fetus. So they have increased risk of stillbirth, of preterm labor, um, and early delivery. And when the baby is born early, that can cause a lot of bad consequences down the road. That means that the baby could end up in the neonatal intensive care unit, on a ventilator, could have long-term neurological problems. Mm -hmm. So it's really best to keep mom healthy because that keeps baby healthy. 
You know, we've heard so many uh, things about the vaccines causing harm to people, causing some very bad side effects. I've heard everything from they're putting tracking devices in the vaccines. This from people who carry a cell phone with them everywhere they go. So it kind of doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But um, aside from the fear of uh, going to seek medical treatment because you are pregnant, you you need uh, prenatal examinations and things of that nature. But because of the fear of going to the to the hospital or to a facility because of the vaccine, that's one aspect. But once you discover that there are vaccines available and you're hesitant because of the child, where does the misinformation do special harm to to those women? Um. Yeah, so unfortunately, a lot of our pregnant women are not getting vaccinated because they're concerned about a potential harm to their baby. And I can understand why women pause before taking something. So, you know, I was pregnant during the pandemic, and so I, I, can, I definitely understand that fear and anxiety. And when a woman is pregnant, we're told not to eat certain things because of a risk, increased risk for foodborne illnesses. Um, we are told not to take certain medications because those medications can be harmful for the fetus. So, for example, we're not supposed to take ibuprofen or naproxen. So this concept of not doing things that you would normally do is is real, and that, that's actually uh, healthy. I think it's important to understand that these vaccines have been looked at in pregnant women. We have well over a year of data looking at safety indications in pregnant women as well as the non-pregnant population. And the safety profile is excellent. These are these vaccines are well tolerated. They do not uh, cause any harm to the to the fetus. In fact, may ha- giving the vaccine to mom allows the mother to make antibodies, which then can cross the placenta and protect the baby. And we see this in other vaccines that pregnant women take. So, for instance, pregnant women are recommended to get influenza vaccines, and they're also recommended to get a Tdap, which has pertussis vaccine, which is the vaccine against whooping cough. And we give this specifically to pregnant women so that they can make antibodies that then cross the placenta to protect the baby. So the baby's immune system is very immature after they're born. And for the first six months, they really rely on mom's immune system from those antibodies to protect them. So it's really important that pregnant women get vaccinated against COVID, not only for their own health, because of all the reasons I listed about they can get more severe disease, but also you can protect your baby and give them antibodies um, until they can, until they're old enough to get vaccinated themselves. You know, with with most people not having the lifestyle where they can do their due diligence to the degree that uh, offers them some trust if they first don't trust the medical community on this issue. But with just the the historical evidence, with just the lack of prevalence of polio and, and a lot of these other diseases that we have been taking vaccines for for decades and decades, what is it about okay. this particular vaccine that's causing so much angst? Uh, I mean, most people have to have their children vaccinated before they go to school anyway. That's right. Actually, you know, vaccines have been around for over 100 years. Um, and a requiring vaccines for school or for different reasons um, has actually been common since vaccines were developed. Um, the notion of saying no to vaccines and that being um, and having schools or different organizations allowing that is actually a relatively new phenomenon. Um, 
and it, unfortunately, it's it's really taken hold. Um, my suspicion is that our just the overall political climate has encouraged that. Um, I think the confusing information you can get on social media encourages vaccine hesitancy um, and kind of suspicion because um, it's really difficult to sort through the information of what's real, what's not, what's a credible source of information. Um, and so it can be really challenging. So I really urge everybody to talk to a trusted physician about what they should do. And the other thing I like to point out to people is that there was a recent study and nearly 100% of physicians are vaccinated against COVID-19. And I think that's something to really pause and think about that, you know, physicians, we've gone through medical school, we have a lot of scientific training, we read the literature, we stay up to date, and almost nearly 100% of us have gotten vaccinated, no question about this, right away. I, I, I got vaccinated just as soon as I, was, I could. Everybody in my family has been vaccinated. And when my infant son is old enough, he will also be vaccinated. Um, these vaccines are incredibly safe. Um, they are incredibly effective. And we are so lucky to have this tool to protect us against this deadly virus. If the pilot puts on a parachute, I guess you should take notice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yes, exactly. exactly. If the physicians, if the physicians are, you know, getting that vaccine, take take notice, take notice. Yes, it Mm -hmm. it makes perfect sense. Well, doctor, I appreciate you joining us here on Health Professional Radio. So just to be clear, uh, the COVID-19 vaccines do not absolutely do not cause infertility or any other problems during pregnancy. And uh, they may offer pregnant women who receive the vaccine protection that's passed along to their newborns. Is that correct? That is absolutely correct. Correct. There is absolutely no evidence that they cause fertility in men or women, and they are very safe for mom and baby and highly protective. It's been a pleasure, doctor. Thank you. And um, hopefully we'll have an opportunity to speak again. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You've been listening to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard, in conversation with Dr. Nora Colburn. Audio copies of this program are available at hpr.fm and healthprofessionalradio.com.au. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, listen in, download it, sound cloud and be sure and subscribe to our youtube channel at youtube.com health professional radio